if only you could be everywhere at once. Tech Agriculture helps farmers manage uncertainty and stress by remotely monitoring their field crops and connecting them with timely agronomic advice. Traditional crop scouting demands precious time or experienced scouts who are in short supply. Today's growers and agronomists increasingly make use of aerial drones and satellite imagery for a view of the big picture in a field. Tech Ag bridges the gap by using electric dirt bikes to travel between rows or long sprayer tracks to collect high-resolution imagery that can be used to head off production risks before they develop into costly production challenges. Integrations with a growing list of farm management software partners allow growers and trusted advisors to view imagery on their preferred platform. For more information, visit their website at tech.ag. That's www.tecc.ag. Get peace of mind with remote, timely field and crop scouting imagery wherever you are, whenever you want. Tech Agriculture. Hi, and welcome to North American Egg Spotlight. I'm Chrissy Wozniak. My guest today is from Madison, Maine. He spent most of his life working in the ag community, specifically in equipment sales. Uh, He's going on 24 years now. He's presently the East Coast Sales Territory Manager for Moshio Gaspardo, North America. I would like to welcome Ben Blackwell. Welcome, Ben, and thank you so much for being here. Hi, Chrissy. Thank you very much for having me. It's good to be here. Awesome. Now, um, let's first talk about your background. So what brought you into a career in agriculture? Oh, several things. I started out as a child. I mean, I was born and raised on a small farm. My dad was a cattle dealer for for one of the things. Uh, so I've known sales kind of in the agricultural community since I was very small. Um, I went away and did some other careers, but I have always been drawn back to agriculture. And so I got back into it about 25 years ago. Wow. And so were you, was your farming background in Maine as well? Yes. Uh, yep. I was born and raised in Madison, Maine. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So tell me about Machio Gaspardo. What is the history of that this company? Machio Gaspardo is a leading international group. Uh, it produces agricultural equipment. Uh, it was started in 1964 by Egidio and Giorgio Machio. Uh, and today, Egidio's sons, uh, Mirko and Andrea, are running the company with a management group out of Italy. Wow. Um, they started, like I said, in 1964, Gideon and Giorgio started out with a new product called a rotary tiller. It was a side-driven rotary tiller. Um, they started with that, and over the years, they've procured several other large companies uh, to make it the Machio Gaspardo Group. The Gaspardo name, it was kept for... Uh, product recognition, name recognition. The Gaspardo is very worldwide and renowned in their planters and seeders. When they acquired that one in 1994, I believe it was, they um, kept the name. That's why it's got two words, Machio Gaspardo. Okay. Yeah. I always kind of wondered about that. I wonder if, the, I wondered if that was one person or, or whether there was a, it was a conglomeration of some sort. Yep. Yep. We we're actually a conglomerate of about five companies. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. And it's a pretty diverse product offering as well, right? Yes, yes. We do everything from tillage to planting, seeding, uh, haymaking, um, you know, and fertilizer sprayers, all kinds of different fertilizer spreaders, 
different different products, almost every full gamut for the farmers for the worldwide. And where is it from in in Italy? You said right. Marshall, yes, Marshall's based out of Italy. The most of their factories are in Italy. Uh, they also have the, as I said, they're worldwide. We have other factories in Romania, uh, China, India. We have twelve uh, corporate headquarters, branch offices, if you will, around the world, uh, with which that's where we distribute all the products around the world. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the equipment that that you offer. The neat thing about Moshio, in my opinion, is that you kind of have something for all sizes of farms, right from homesteaders to large farms in the Midwest, and then even for municipalities. So let's start out by talking about the flail mowers. Okay. The flail mowers, we make everything from a small one that can be run by a compact tractor to huge crop choppers that'll be run behind, you know, three and 400 horsepower tractors to, to crop stubble and, and residue in the fields. Um, we also make uh, boom flail mowers that are used for hedge trimming or for roadside trimming, industrial uses. Uh, we've got a bunch of different sizes and, and types right down to actual the hedge trimmers in Europe. We're very famous for those we do because there are a lot of hedges in Europe. But um, the offset flail mowers are getting very popular. Those are taken off. Um, we they, they mow ditch banks offset out to the side of the tractor so you can see what you're doing better. Um, and they'll mow on a, at a down angle of 65 degrees or a vertical angle all the way up to 90 degrees. So you can do pushback tree lines, you can do ditch banks, you can do a bunch of different things. Um, we, we have agricultural purposes for them with, I've sold them in, in blueberry applications where they mow blueberry bushes in between crops, they blow, mow, uh, as I said, industrial, we have them for the front mounted that, so that you can run on the back and the front at the same time uh, for landscaping purposes. We've sold a bunch of them, but we've got, I don't know, a, a, just a large array of sizes and types to do anything for flail mowing for the market. Wow, that's awesome. And you also have a, a precision planter called the Chrono. Can you tell me about that? Yes, the Chrono is a new corn planter they've just come out with. Um, it's a high-speed corn planter, very precision. Uh, it works, it can be operated through an ISO bus, or you can get it with a controller either way you want to. We, we sell a monitor to control it, but in today's industry, everybody likes to use ISO bus, so you can plug right into your tractor controls and run it with that. Uh, with the precision, you goes. it has single row management, so you can go right down to defining what, you know, the, the single rows automatically turning off and on for your precision. It's high speed. It uses a new type of a technology that they designed. It's a Venturi. It uses a small air a pressure system that goes down into the seed tube. There's a Venturi down there. So it not only does it, it, it if it will, it plucks the seed off the seed disc when the seed disc releases it, it plucks it, sends it down to the tube with a negative pressure until it hits the venturi, and then it's pressed down into the rest of the journey down, if you will, down into the ground with a positive pressure. That way you control much more precisely 
the speed of the seed going down. So you can go at high speeds, you're much more accurate and precise on, on your population, your seed spacing. Very interesting. And I know it's hard to come by a good square baler these days, and it's becoming increasingly more difficult. And you also offer a square baler, right? Yes, we do. We have actually, they're called the Pythagora. One thing the Italians love to name everything. Everything's named. It's not a model number. Uh, the Pythagora is, we do an inline version of that that is uh, very popular. It's starting to take off. It's used a lot with the new bale accumulators. Due to labor shortages and problems with getting people to handle the small square balers, um, we, people are incorporating the use of, a, of a mechanical handling uh, devices. And that, a lot of that is called an accumulator. Um, and it accumulates the bales. One thing they require because is, is a very consistent size bale. Um, and when you in the inline baler, just through the method of how it accumulates the bale into the chamber, and also the plunger system runs at 105 strokes a minute. And with between that and the, the way that it's manufactured, it makes a very precise size bale very consistently, and the accumulator and mechanical accumulation systems like like it a lot. And so it's become very popular. We're starting, of course, we can't get enough of them as is happening everywhere in the world right now, but um, it's becoming very popular on the market today. Wow. And, and that is a good point. So what, what about lead times? Like what kind of time frame do you think we're talking about from order to farm? Normally, uh, we order one, say if you put an order and it comes in from overseas, when it, when it comes out of the factory to us on a normal time frame, you're talking five to seven weeks to be here in, in a container. <clears throat> but in today's time, we just, it's, it's order and pray. I mean, we, you can, we, they can be on the water for three months. We're just right. trying to get it. Um, it's very inconsistent when we're getting them. Uh, but it, we, the factory is, we're, what we're doing to address that a lot is we're trying to get them ordered faster, get more in the pipeline so that when we get them, they're still consistent, even though there's a larger weight for that container from point of entry to point of delivery. Right. And do you work on uh, with distributors or is it always direct through you to the factory? For we're doing, a, we're have, we work some with distributors and we have in the past. What we're doing, especially on the East Coast in my territory, we're moving away from distributorships and working more with setting up a dealer direct network so that mm. we have more control of the product. We have more control of, you know, quality and and warranty and things like that. It's it, with parts. Can, we're, we're distributing a lot more parts out of DeWitt. And so it's just. As we're growing and we have a wide array of products, uh, we found we've got much better control over quality and customer service by going through a dealer direct network. That makes sense. And how is Moshio addressing the need for more efficient food production to meet the growing world population? That's real interesting. What they're doing, they are very advanced technology. The R&D department and the overall factory, they, they're always addressing how can we do it better? How can we be more efficient? And the precision of it and, and getting it to the farmer and working with the farmer. Um, we have 
high speed, the planters like the Chrono. We also have one called the Gigante Pressure. Just came out. It's a brand new model. First one was just demoed. Um, and what it is is a high speed grain drill that is in a no-till situation, 10 miles an hour, very precise, so that you can get more acreage done, more work done in a day, and better crops for the farmer. Um, and that is with their speed discs uh, for minimum till, the no-till situation. They're always trying new uh, and better products and new you know, technology, if you will, mm-hmm. to address the needs because as we know the world is going to double they're saying the population by 2050 and to address the food needs in the world we're going to have to grow more stuff and we don't get any more hours in the day no more days in the year to do that and we've got kind of a you know set amount of acres that can be used for agriculture so that's what we're doing pretty much in a nutshell to address that is how quickly we can get a rotation of a crop in and out absolutely those are great points and what are Machio's goals in the near future? Machio, we're trying to, in the near future, we want to establish our brand in the United States, mm-hmm. um, help the farm, the American farmers with our new technology, work with them, get more known, if you will, in establishing the brand so that we're, they know our products better uh, through our advanced practices and the new types of products, the new technology that is used a lot in Europe, but they're not so much in the United States, to educate the farmers with our new, to integrate it into their farming systems and and just make it better for everybody around. But pretty much just to grow in the U.S. That's the new the new task I've been given anyway, and that's right. that's the goal they're telling me that they want. Yeah, that's great. And so, um, what is it that a farmer sees in Machio that chooses it. You know, there's so so much choice out there. There's so many products, so many companies. Why are they choosing Machio? I think in lack of product recognition, because we're new, mm-hmm. it's the quality. I, I see it all the time when I go to the field with the farmers, when I get to do a demo, uh, it's probably one of my favorite things to do is to go out and see the farmer and see his application and his challenges. Um, and to see the quality of our products and the, how it addresses the challenge for the farmer uh, to see him go, to go, wow, that's a decent piece of equipment. I like that, that, you know, and, and it's not just a sales thing for me. It's also that, you know, the, 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 the good feeling you get by you helping the guy out and it's helping. It's, it's just a positive all around experience for everybody. That's great. And if somebody wants to book a demo with you, where should they go? How should they get a hold of you or somebody else in the company? Um, give me a call. <laughs> it's All that right. simple. You can you can get in touch with our office in DeWitt, Iowa. You can go to our website, uh, look at our dealer locators, um, and find out the dealer close to you that is distributing our products, you know, that's selling our products. Um, you can find me. Can I say my phone number on Sure you can. I can put all of your contact information in the show notes too. Okay. That would be great. But yeah, call me at 563-343-3316. Call Ben and we can get you in touch with the closest dealer to you. We can have the, you know, the best, hopefully the quickest and best experience you can have with my show. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is it like uh, working, uh, working at Moshio 
Is it much different than working for a company that's North American based? What, what are, what's your experience? Uh, the experience, my experience, it's 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 a much more family oriented business. Most big corporate businesses like this, you kind of get lost in the in the fray of the, the numbers. This this, and it's not saying a bad thing. It's just that seems to be where it is. Um, and with Machio, they care more, I think, about the the personal people that are working for them. To put it, um, I know like our our they're constantly updating our factories, and I know for a fact one of our factories in Italy, they updated it and went more to robotics because you have more consistency and everything, and then go into robotics. It, it, that's kind of equated to, okay, when somebody loses a job. Not the case at all in Machio. In Machio, they will either relocate that that worker to somewhere else in the factory if that's what he wants to do, more hands-on like that. And in other cases, they train the person on the robot that's taking his place, and he becomes the servicer of the robot. He services the robot, and who better to train for it? Because he knows what the machine is supposed to be making for quality and what it's making for a finished product. Um, and we've run into that. They relocated a factory over there that I know of. And in the process of that, they didn't just tell everybody, you know, you can keep your job over there. They realized that they were, they were putting a burden on their workers the uh, with the, the the distance they'd have to drive to go to work, and so in lieu of that, they actually have a bus that goes to the parking lot of the old factory, yeah. loads up the factory workers at their normal working hours, and takes them, transports them at no cost to themselves to the new factory, so that they pretty much it was a, you know, a decent move, and it's everyone's you go to the factories and they have a lot of production teams. Uh, the people, all their their opinions matter. Uh, the factories are very immaculate, very very clean, very safe working environment. And you go I, when I was over in Italy, I was asked about this one little. There's these little corner offices you see around the production floor, and they said those are for the teams. And over periodically, they have team meetings, and they ask, okay, what can you? give me for information that'll make it a safer or more efficient, or how can we improve the product? And it's everybody's opinion matters. Um, and they work, they, they actually do something with it. Uh, for me personally, I took a couple of people over to Italy to do a tour of some of the factories and whatnot. And we got there. It was very nice. And we, you know, in the afternoon, they said, well, we have a, um, you know, you have a meeting this afternoon with Mirko Maschio. Well, that's the president of the company. You know, I was just what? like, I was quite impressed with that. And we go to the meeting and he asked our opinions of the American market, told us what we were, you know, what he wanted to see in America, what he wanted to see happen. And it was very informative for all of us. It was really good. Um, and then at the end of of the meeting, he says, um, Benny says, uh, we are staying at such and such hotel. I can't remember the name of it. And actually, I don't think I can pronounce it, but he, uh, <laughs> we said, yes. He says, I'm going to send a van over there at six tonight. And I'm like, okay. And I said, you know, okay, that sounds great. And I said, can I ask why? He says, oh yes, you're coming to my house for supper. Oh, and wow. Yeah. The president of the company had me and my, you know, salespeople that I brought over there for the fact, you know, for the dealerships to his house. He 
fed us a very good meal prepared by his chef. Um, And it was just, we had a great night, drank too much wine, (laughs) but transportation was... Well, in Italy, you're supposed to, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. But it was a great experience. And I mean, you just don't see that in a big corporate setting very often. How can you go away from that and not feel like you're part of the family? You know, it was was very cool, I thought. Oh, that's that's awesome. I love to hear that. And it's true. We've kind of lost that in a lot of the big companies now that, especially now that there are so many being bought up and they're, they're, they lose some of that personal touch. So that's, that's really cool to hear. Yep. No, it was very good. Yep. Now in your day-to-day life, you are talking to farmers every day. What do you think are the biggest challenges that they're facing this year in 2022 in this growing season? And what advice would you give them? I my advice, my well, I would say probably the biggest challenges are supply, supply, supply that that of everything, whether it be fuel prices, um, whether it be like I've, I know a farm that was the guy was down, his plant and tractor was down, and it was over a little forty dollars sensor on his tractor, you know, and it's and he couldn't get the sensor, so I mean he's got a lot of rolling stock there that he's got a lot invested in and it's not producing. I mean, and that's bad when you're a course in the, in the planting yeah. season, um, the price of fuel, all the inputs are just getting crazy fertilizers, everything else. Um, I think the best thing, I, I don't know what I can tell a farmer that can make that happen except for thank you. Um, We'll appreciate what you're doing and the efforts that's going forth. And please keep going because you're feeding us all. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of gratefulness for what they're going through right now. It can go a long way. Yep. That's great. And I have one last question for you. Why do you serve the ag industry personally? What's kept you here for the last 24 years? I have a personal, just real affection for the ag industry and the people in it. Um, it's part of, it's the honesty of the people. Um, it's still an industry where you can look a guy in the eye and shake his hand and do a deal and everybody works together. Um, it's the industry where people try to help each other all the time. The camaraderie is fantastic. Uh, everywhere you go, whether it be in sales or whether production or, or, you know, plant farming end of it, I just, I'm, that's, that's it for me for agriculture. I just. It's always been a draw for me. Yep. I totally agree with you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. What a great conversation. Well, thank you. I appreciate it very much. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And thanks to all who are watching or listening. If you want to learn more, the links are provided in the show notes, like I said before. And don't forget to subscribe to North American Egg Spotlight on YouTube, Rumble, Telegram, or EggFuse channels. Uh, The podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts and have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to today's Egg Spotlight episode, where we put the spotlight on people and companies doing great things for the agricultural industry. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or on your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star review. You can also follow us on YouTube and Rumble to see the video version of Ag Spotlight. Also, head on over to NorthAmericanAg.com to subscribe to our Industry Connect update newsletter. If you're interested in advertising opportunities, email us at connect at NorthAmericanAg.com. Thanks for listening.
Our newest podcast by North American Ag is called What Color Is Your Tractor? The stories behind the ag brands you love and the ag brands you love to hate. Hosted by me, Chrissy Wozniak. We take a deep dive into the companies that have built modern agriculture. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Go to whatcolorisyourtractor.com. Available on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. And if you're looking for equipment to buy, you can bid with confidence. No buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit fastline.com for more information. You can join us for a tour of the Fastline Auctions platform July 13th at 6.30 p.m. To register for this webinar, go to northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar. That's northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar to register now.